0: proved liberating strife.
1: Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes
0: Group on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military
1: population. And welcome to our show. It's America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner Jesse Brown, VA Works. November is Military Family Appreciation and Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, November thirteenth, two 2021. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. We have a great panel today, discussion today, for a lot of different things we're going to talk about. But first, we want to let you know that you can join America's Heroes Group now on our global live streaming Facebook radio talk show. Yes, we're on Facebook Live like and share so others will become connected to information and resources and you can also listen to america's heroes group on the iheart radio app Just search america's heroes group and watch us on digital tv streaming on roku amazon fire tv apple tv or our partner zondra's tv networks That's zondra's with a z-o-n-d-r-a zondra's tv networks and we have our panelist Catherine miller she's with the jbva coordinator program of the general caregiver support services how are you doing today Catherine. Hello. There you are. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me.
1: It's My pleasure. It's our pleasure. So you have some things to talk about that's really, really important, especially for a lot of Americans around the around the country, and that is caregiver services that are being that are available through our local VA at the Jesse Brown VA. So let us know about the caregiver services and also uh, give us some background information as, as the importance of having those types of services available through the VA.
0: Absolutely. Well, there are about a total of five point five million caregivers caring for former or current current military personnel in the United States, and 96% of those caregivers are are female, and 70% provide care to their spouse or partner. 30% of veteran caregivers care for a duration of 10 years or more as compared to just 15% of non-caregivers and non-veterans. Among caregivers, percent, 88% report increased stress or anxiety as a result of caregiving, and 77% cite sleep deprivation as an issue. Just to uh, bring home the impact and the value that caregivers, family caregivers bring, in 2013, the value of un paid caregiving was estimated to be $470 billion, which exceeded the value of paid home care and total Medicaid spending in the same year. And that amount of $470 billion came close to matching the sales of Walmart Corporation, which was $477 billion. So uh, that can uh, bring home the the value and the impact of family caregivers, because you can imagine if we did not have family caregivers caring for our veterans, the burden this would place upon the health care system if we had to actually replace the duties and the things provided by family caregivers.
1: Wow. So, what services are actually provided through the Jesse Brown VA? How does the Jesse Brown help caregivers? That's something that a lot of Americans, not just veterans, but a lot of Americans in particular, I'm going to circle back because um, when we talk about the veteran community, when we look down the road towards the horizon, we know that we have an aging population. And more and more people are becoming caregivers. And people that, never, the people that are alive today that are in their 30s and 40s haven't even thought about yet the fact or the possibility that they might have to become a caregiver themselves or need care of themselves at some point in the future. But what, can, what does Jesse Brown do to help caregivers? Oh,
0: I'm glad you asked. Every uh, VA medical center has a caregiver support program. So, at Jesse Brown, we have our own caregiver support program, and the mission of our program is to promote the health and well-being of family caregivers who care for our nation's veterans through education, resources, support, and services. So, we provide educational and support resources for caregivers, such as caregiver training and education. We have programs that provide individual and group coaching and skill training to caregivers, uh, we have a caregiver support line where they can call for information and assistance. We actually can match caregivers with a more experienced caregiver as a peer to help them in their caregiver journey. And we also have a program for that provides a paid stipend to qualified caregivers of veterans. And you mentioned the uh, increasingly elderly population and the MISSION ACT of 2018 which was enacted by Congress expanded one of our programs the program is called the program of comprehensive assistance for family caregivers this program was implemented to address the needs of post 9/11 veterans who were returning from conflict you know uh, with disabilities PTSD and things of that nature but the Mission Act expanded eligibility of this program to Vietnam-era veterans and prior. So now Vietnam-era veterans are eligible to participate in the program of comprehensive assistance for family caregivers. And uh, Jesse Brown has a large population of Vietnam-era veterans that can benefit from this program.
1: That sounds pretty good. I really particularly like the idea because most caregivers in the United States are unpaid. So having a paid stipend, I think, would be really beneficial for especially uh, for uh, military families because we have a lot of military families, particularly people that, that haven't thought about um, the the concept or the idea of long term care, having someone be a caregiver in, in their home if they might if they themselves might need caregiving uh, services. There's uh, from the, the the VA and it was actually a Harvard study that showed that there was 500,000 um, uh, veterans currently receiving compensation from one source or another from injury sustained or worsened during the military service which means that these same 500 and possibly even more as the years go on might need caregiver services when they're in their 80s and 90s you no know, God when we live that long but when you get to the point when you're you're especially alone having someone in the family or someone close to you to get, to get help you with your caregiving is critical and it's something we have to start taking seriously. We, start, we have to start doing that now, start thinking about what is your plan if you get to the point where you might need to go into uh, get, uh, caregiving services or even go into a facility. So as far as that goes, what are you seeing as far as some of the, the main um, um, benefits that people really appreciate coming from the Jesse Brown VA? That's when it comes to caregiver services, some of the programs and knowledge and, and, and things, what are people taking advantage of the most? Well, most
0: caregivers comment that they appreciate the opportunity to interact and engage with other caregivers because being in the role of a caregiver can be quite isolating is that you're spending you know, a lot of your time caring for your veteran and you feel often that no one understands what you're going through so through the educational and support groups that we offer, caregivers get a chance to uh, meet other caregivers, interact with other caregivers, and understand that, you know, they're not alone and there's a lot of strength in knowing that there are other people who are going through the same thing that you're going through. And they also appreciate the caregiver training and education just to give them a little bit more confidence in their role as a caregiver. And, of course, as you mentioned before, for the um caregivers who are involved in the Program of Comprehensive Assistance for Family Caregivers, the stipend can be a great benefit to them because many caregivers have had to stop working, um, so there's less income coming into the home for them to care for the veterans. So the stipend definitely is a great benefit to many caregivers.
1: Catherine, you personally have a story because it's going to some of the information you shared with us earlier you, were, you took care of a, a U.S. Army veteran yourself. Can you describe about, tell us about that, but then also tell us what were the major challenges and what kind of advice could you give to uh, families right now that are having to move into that role?
0: Oh, absolutely, yes. My father was a World War II veteran. Um, he was actually in five theaters of uh, in World War II, and after he uh separated from the service, actually he lived a you know a normal life, raised a family, bought a home um, but he actually had a recurrence of a previously diagnosed cancer. Unfortunately, that had spread throughout his body wow. so one day um the day before he was walking around driving to the store, and then the next- uh, morning he couldn't even support his own body weight. he mm-hmm. couldn't get out of bed he couldn't stand up wow. At that point, I was in graduate school for social work, um, so I was able to take uh, FMLA and care for my father. Uh, Unfortunately, um, he was at the end stage of the disease, but through because I was able to care for him, he was able to remain at home instead of having to go into a nursing home or a facility. And that's a home that he had bought and that, you know, actually we moved into that home the day that uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we've been in that home a long time. So um, the fact that, you know, he had me, someone that he trusted to care for him, advocate for him, the fact that he could remain in his home, uh, and the fact that he was not alone when he made his transition, I think, were things that were highly valuable to him and to my mother as well. Wow. So uh, some of the challenges, and I'm sure they're very common among many caregivers, is navigating the healthcare care system. Um, it was really challenging uh, to uh, get my father set up for hospice care. It was uh, communicating with, you know, specialists and coordinating you know people who came to the home like a health care aide and just dealing with the emotional impact of watching you know someone that you love and who was always a symbol of strength to deteriorate hmm. due to the ravages of the disease was really difficult for me and it was physically exhausting i had never i would you know go to bed and fall immediately asleep because I was physically exhausted going up and down the stairs, doing laundry, preparing meals, taking phone calls, receiving visitors, and it was. It was very exhausting and very emotional, but of all the things that I've done, no matter what else I accomplish in this life, caring for my father and then later on for my mother, those are the things of which I am most proud. Wow. So I'm very happy to have be, been able to have done that for my father.
1: And when that they're very lucky to have someone like you to take care of them because there's a lot of families out there. You'd be surprised that don't have that benefit of having someone they can really be to be their anchor and be someone they can depend on. You know, did that blindside you when you, when your father started to deteriorate? Was it something that you could see coming, or was it something that just came out of nowhere?
0: It just seemed to come out of nowhere because he was, uh, you know, old fashioned kind of uh, John Wayne, die with your boots on type of mentality. So he never really complained or said anything. So uh, he probably had some pain and discomfort because uh, the cancer had spread to his spine and that's why he couldn't stand or walk, but he never said anything about it. So um, when we found out, you know, the extent of the cancer and his prognosis, yes, I was definitely blindsided by
1: that. And how did it change your life? Was it was something that you had to, I mean, obviously your, your time's got to re- be refocused, whatever you're working on at that moment, if you're going through grad school doing whatever, Now you have a whole different focus. So how did your life change?
0: Well, I had to – I was going to the University of Chicago for graduate school in social work, and actually I was employed by um, a branch of the university, and that was paying my tuition. So when I I had to resign from my position – so. I didn't have that tuition support anymore, so I had to take out a student loan. I delayed my graduation by six months, um, so it was it was quite a bit. Wow. It was quite a bit. Um, but like I said, once I
1: <laughs> go, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So I have, but I have no regrets about it whatsoever. I would do it again if I had to. All
1: right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, people, we need to wake up really as citizens because, like, I said, caregiving. There's so many studies out there from AARP, from the Veterans Administration, from it's about everything take you think of that talks about our aging population and also the need for long-term care and also need for caregiving service and support. And what you describe is kind of gives you a glimpse of the toll that that has on your, on just everything in your life. But, having, but you have to have, um, I mean, hats off to you for being so dedicated and also being so uh, honorable to your parents, giving their parents that honor and respect to basically stand up, make those sacrifices to take care of them. I really appreciate yes, and we have, that
0: story. Oh, thank you. Yes, and we have caregivers in our program who are making that same sacrifice every day. And I talked about um, the, the financial cost, money, how much the um, the care that caregivers are providing is worth in dollars and cents. When you think about the quality of life and the safety and the security and the peace of mind that caregivers pro- provide to veterans, you cannot put a dollar amount on that at all. So that's why we are um, happy to provide this program to our caregivers. And also, uh, November is National Family Caregivers Month. I have to mention that. Uh, that was established by President Bill Clinton in 1997, and every um, president has declared November to be National Family Caregiver Month. So we're honoring our caregivers, and the theme for National Family Caregiver Month is hashtag caregiverand. Acknowledging that in addition to caregiver, caregiving, our caregivers, their business owners, their parents, their grandparents, their athletes, their musicians. So we're encouraging caregivers to acknowledge and celebrate every aspect of their lives and personalities during this month. But we continue to support caregivers, you know, all year round. But November, we give them some um, special recognition.
1: And also give us the information on how to get a hold of Jesse Brown to get, get more resources from the caregiver services. How do they contact you? What's your website okay. information?
0: All right. Well, um, the national website information is www.caregiver.va.gov. And no matter where you are, like if someone is listening from outside the service area of Jesse Brown, they can contact the National Caregiver Support Line, at 1-855-260-3274 I'll repeat that number it's 1-855-260-3274 and that support line is staffed by trained clinicians who can direct caregivers to the appropriate uh, program at the nearest VA medical center but if you, uh, if you already know it, that you have a veteran that gets services at Jesse Brown and you want to talk to the Jesse Brown Caregiver Support Program, you can call our own local triage line. And that number is 312 569 5865. So again, to reach the, net, the Jesse Brown Caregiver Support Program, call 312 569 5865.
1: So We've got about three minutes left for this discussion. So, one thing, there's a lot of things we could go into, but one thing I wanted to get, pick your brain about was, is there, do you see anything in your career, my career, where we have certain tools we use to help people um, think about uh, um, care services or things like that? But what tools or recommendations could you um, recommend for people? They're thinking about this now because, like I said, this is something that's growing in America. This is something that's really, really, really prevalent across the country. About a fifth of the country have uh, some of is, has some, uh, is providing some kind of unpaid caregiver services across the United States, one-fifth of our population. That's military and civilian. So that being said, and, this, and also a fast-growing segment of the population. With this in the last five years, that number has increased by 9 million people that are given caregiver services. So that being said, and it's such a financial burden, you mentioned $470 billion spent on caregiver, on caregiver services and the need for caregiving. So what can we do as individuals to prepare for that expense, prepare for, prepare for that that, 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 um, that task of trying to take care of somebody? That can, is long-term care insurance a good idea? You know, what, what are your thoughts on those types of things?
0: Well, first, I would begin uh, by having a conversation, you know, a family meeting or a conversation about what we call advanced care planning. That's making um, arrangements to have someone make medical decisions for you in the the event that you are physically or psychologically incapable. Uh, That's reviewing things like life insurance, making sure you have, you know, Medicare, um, seeing if you have a, a, a last will and testament and having those conversations about planning for that. Because um, I always uh, had to joke about my father. My mother had to drag my father to a lawyer to prepare a last will and testament, and I always joked and said, my father thought that if he didn't write a will, then he would never die. Mm-hmm. But whether you do have one or not, That time is going to come for most of us, so to be prepared, because that can also take out a lot of anxiety off of the family members. If you have all this in order, if you have, you know, life insurance, if you have a long, you know, if you look into long-term care, if you have a health care power of attorney, then your loved ones, when that time comes, all those things are in place, and you know how... uh, You have experience how emotional families can get when, you know, someone in the family is ill. When all that's already set up and taken care of, that can take a lot of burden off of your loved ones. So I I really do encourage everyone to have those conversations with their family members. And um, we have um, social workers at the VA that can assist with things like health care power of attorney. Um, There are actually some, you know, legal services that we can offer to veterans. We have their organizations that specifically provide legal services to veterans and their families. So there are a lot of resources. You can um, ask your primary care physician to be connected to a social worker at the VA to help you. But once again, I encourage people to begin having that conversation about planning for that stage in your life.
1: I think that's really good advice. And I think it's so critical to start the conversation, particularly with family members. And that's a, a stressful thing to talk about sometimes. And just like with my mother, she w- did not want to talk about it, did not want to do a will, didn't want to do anything. And then one day she had a stroke. So, I mean, so, and those things happen. And that's, I mean, like, like you were blindsided. I was blindsided by my mother's stroke a few years back. You know, so when I took up, like, me and my brother had to relocate for a little bit of time to take care of her. But that's something that's really, really important. I think having that conversation, like you mentioned, is so, so critical. One more time, can you give us that phone number and also the information to contact Jesse Brown, VA, for that okay. service? Okay.
0: All right. So, once again, to contact the Caregiver Support Program at Jesse Brown, you can call our triage line, and that number is area code three one two five six
1: nine five eight six five. And any last words? Take us out for the for the segment.
0: Well, you know, I encourage people, um, and like uh, we encounter veterans, many of us always, you know, say thank you for your service, and I thank you for your service. But if you encounter someone that's a caregiver for a veteran, I encourage you to thank them for making that sacrifice and caring for one of our nation's heroes. Our caregivers really need that validation and that support. So if you encounter a caregiver of a veteran or a caregiver of anyone, thank them offer them your appreciation and maybe offer some assistance if anything I can do. Can I run an errand for you? Can I pick up something? Can I bring you a meal? Because it's that support that's really valuable and that caring, just knowing someone cares is really important to our caregivers. So yeah, thank a caregiver if you encounter one.
1: And thank you for your time, Catherine. really appreciate it. This is oh,
0: Catherine. I thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure the Miller, she's a coordinator of the, in the Program General of the Caregiver Support Services. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so
0: you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.